We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. How is this a real question? This is a ridiculous question. Yes, we are talking about immediate responses to our Sabres Live poll today. It's July 27th. It goes without saying, at least from where I've been, you know, uh, finding myself uh, in and around Western New York, that the question that will not go away surrounding this team is, who do you start in goal? What's the goaltending going to look like? And here we are canvassing the crowd, Marty, and getting complete. 180s from one another on what exactly should happen when the season begins on October 12th. Well, I think if we took the first five answers, uh, we would have gotten Devin Levi, but maybe we should have turned off Twitter altogether right at that moment and let it go. Say, okay, we got our answer. We've got a show. Everybody wants Devin Levi and let's make it happen. And then after that, it went from UC Saros to somebody not on the roster yet to, um, I, you can't start Levi in Buffalo. He has to go to Rochester too. Are you crazy? It's Devin Levi or nobody else. Like it just to me, it's interesting because it is very one way or the other way. Like there's, there's, there's no conservative approach to it. Like, and, and, and sending Devin Levi to Rochester, I don't think we'd be conservative, but saying, well, Let's see what happens in training camp. Let's see who wins that job out of training camp. Maybe get Devin Levi gets a test, a trial to start the season, but could also go back to Rochester. Like there's got to be a, a, a bit of a conservative approach there. Although I now I was until about 11.59 and 59, Duffer, I was like, I have 27 tabs open right now from research <laughs> and thinking, oh, oh wow. 27 in honor of Devin. I like I that. Even, I didn't even do that on purpose. See? Really, like, see where your brain is going. My brain is uh, is working together. If I had said one tab, UPL would not have been a lot of research, and thirty one would have been a good number for Comrie. But I said twenty seven. Don't know why. Um, but maybe it's the universe speaking to me through the hockey gods out to the public and saying twenty seven is a number. Okay, there are a number of reasons we've landed on this topic, and I don't need to 
probably explain them any further based on all the reaction Marty just spoke of. It is still a talking point, and it will be until that preseason begins on September the 24th. And of course, the regular season begins on October 12th. But thank you for steering it in this direction first, although we still and will go in many different directions here. Mm-hmm. How do you divide the preseason games this year. There are seven of them, including games on three consecutive nights on the 26th, 27th, and 28th of September. And how much stock do you believe the organization is putting into these preseason games? I.e., if Devin Levi has four flops within the seven preseason games, does that change anything, in your opinion? First of all, I don't think that Devin Levi would play four full games. Maybe no, he will I, appear in four games, half, but yeah. It, yeah, yeah. You know, like you play a half a game the first time, you play half a game the second time, you have a couple of full games, so you appeared in four. Uh, but I think if I'm looking at seven games and I've got three goalies that are NHL caliber, it doesn't give me much room for others. Now, maybe you can throw in a bone here to, uh, you know, Dustin Tokarski and 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 possibly even Michael Hauser or um, anybody well, Devin, else. You want. Devin Cooley's on a NHL Devin Cooley's deal. Devin on the so AHL deal. NHL. So, a, NHL a, deal, but he's the yeah. other AHL kind of projected guy. Yes. So um, you could throw a bone to one of those guys because I'll tell you this, nobody likes to end a preseason game. Nobody likes to come in halfway into a game. So, but one of those NHL penciled in goaltender, either Le- Levi, UPL or Comrie is going to have to do it because you can't just give them the front end of it and only have four NHL games left for the three of them, right? Mm-hmm. So well, maybe you could do it. But so I would think that all three, Levi, UPL, Comrie, would get a half a game in the first three, get going. Maybe someone gets a second half of those games. And then after that, you have four games for full games. So you play Levi one, UPL one, you play um, Comrie one. And then it gives you the last one. What do you want to do? Is that a tune-up for your number one goaltender? Do you have your mindset? Is that, you know, a throwaway game, a half and half game? Like, you have to plan for those seven games. And you have a lot of goalies that could play in those games, that could play minutes. So I think it's going to be tricky. But for me, it's an addition. For me, it is a training camp. It's a selection camp. It's an evaluation camp. It's whatever you want to call it. It's not, well, we have our mindset, and this is the way it's going to go. So it's an audition, you're saying. Um, what would have to happen? Like, I mean, if if the majority of people believe that it's Levi's to lose, would a good to average, average to good camp for Levi prevent anybody from wrestling it from him? So- like, as long as he's fine, there would be, in your opinion, what? Slim to no chance that Comrie or Lukanen could could take the opening night spot away. I was as long as he's good. Yeah, I would think that's Devin Levi's opening night to take. It was Devin Levi's last seven of the last eight games to take when the Sabers were pushing for a playoff spot. And I get that it's different. End of a season, um, you know, 
he he did pretty good. So you're going to keep rolling with him. He wins, he wins, loses a tight game, but you keep rolling with Devin Levi. I totally understand where Don Granado and the hockey department came from. But for me, it's good. And it's not just the games, because I think what we tend to to really focus on is the preseason games. But there's so much more to that. There's the practices. There's, you know, this fun little games inside practices that give you a sense of where your goalie's at. You end up in a game, in a preseason mm-hmm. game, you have to measure the roster. How is your roster? How's the other team's roster? I know for a fact that when when we used to play Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, you had Crosby, Malkin, Malkin Latang, Flurry. You had all those guys dressed. And then Pittsburgh came to you, and they had none of those guys dressed, right? So you have to evaluate that. I would say, you know, the numbers in training camp may be telling a story. The full training camp will tell another story. But he has to be good. If Devin Levi is not good in training camp, all of a sudden you have to spin. You have to spin, and you have to try to figure out who's who's – above and beyond better than the other ones and who's going to get that game. But right now I've got Levi penciled in and look, it's not easy to say, here's a 21 year old and we are going to live and die maybe by that 21 year old. Not that they will live and die by him, but I do believe that if I was in that position, I would definitely want Devin Levi to, to take it and run like that to me is my best chance I believe to having success. And it's not just a, well, it's the best chance because of what the Sabres have. I do trust and believe in Devin Levi and his ability to have success this year. Oh, wouldn't, so you're just saying that's the the best. I'm not sure that's the best. Like if you're, if there are people and clearly there are based on our reactions at Sabres live, concerns about the inexperience of Levi wouldn't the best case scenario be 24 year old Lukanen having a great camp he's got 46 games under his belt yeah that's that's way more of a runway he's had preseasons before Levi hasn't even had a preseason yeah to this point in time so like wouldn't that actually be ideal if Lukanen emerged as his path, you know, caused hope for so many people for so long. And for whatever reason, people tend to forget that he won far more than he lost last year. Um, And I get it, like the numbers are the numbers. But what I love about the Sabres, and I keep telling everybody what I love about the Sabres, is the fact that they score. So they can instill confidence in young goaltenders without having to put it on their young goaltenders to win. Okay. I think I think Lukanen's if Lukanen has, you know, an amazing camp, I, I and then obviously I would assume Levi would stay, and it's, I don't see it as a backup. Like I mean, if Lukanen earns opening night, like it's still going to be one and one a. You know, wouldn't you think? Like, I, 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 yeah, I would think it would be one and one a. Now let's, I, I mean. I, I like your, your your rationale and saying, okay, Lukanen's got do, almost 50 games of NHL. What? Do you know why I went down that path? Philip Gustafson. Okay. Well, yeah. That, I, I that's, mean, the, that's the point. Gustafson had games, but he wasn't hadn't been on a, a good team per se. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, we're moving off of him. And then and like so this ties into the whole offseason picture. 
because here we are, we're looking at free agents around the league positionally or at the goaltender spot. There's nothing super attractive, right? And the only two non-contracted goalies right now of any measure are Gustafson and Swayman, and both are in the arbitration process. The rest of it, like, I don't need to go down that path. But the point is, is like, if you were to look at the Sabres and league-wide situation right now, I think it's fun to look back to last summer and try to think, okay, well, what what were people saying? Who was going to be the big home run in goal? Well, it was Darcy Kemper, of course. He just won a Stanley Cup. Well, Kemper ended up being below 500 with the Capitals last year. Yes. And yet he's 13th highest paid netminder in the league. Then you had the lowest paid goaltender in the league in Connor Ingram. He was decent enough with Arizona to earn himself a three-year contract. Like these things are all unpredictable. And at the top of the list were a couple of guys like Gustafson and Samsonov that you wouldn't necessarily have picked as the biggest bright spots among goaltenders who changed teams in the offseason last well, I year. I definitely right? think Philip Gustafson was a uh, a guy that I thought had some talent but really surprised a lot of people in Minnesota last year and how good he was and how dominant mm-hmm. he could be uh not just by watching him but by looking at the numbers that he put up in both the, the, the normal numbers and the analytical side of it but mm-hmm. uh okay so I like your rationale of saying look UPL is 24. He's gone through training camp. He's been through the American League. He's started seasons. He's 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 had to battle adversity. Um, why not him? Okay, that that's a fair point, right? If UPL has a good camp, good to great camp, why not him? It will depend on how everybody around him is. What about Eric Comrie? The same rationale could be applied to Eric Comrie, who is 28 years old is more mature, has more NHL experience than any of those other two goaltenders. And when last season started, let's remember, Craig Anderson played the first game, and then mm-hmm. Eric Comrie played against Florida. And then after that, Eric Comrie, for the first three weeks, had some pretty unbelievable games. Let's remember the game in Edmonton, right? Mm-hmm. Like in Calgary, was it Calgary-Edmonton, both games? Um, that he was like completely lights out. I, I got it right here. He did play in Calgary. He made 40 saves on 43 uh, shots. He played in Edmonton. He made 46 saves on 48 shots. Like Mm -hmm. before Eric Comrie's injury, he was playing at a level that we were surprised, but but it was nice to see. And why was it nice to see is because it followed the prior season where Eric Comrie in 19 games in Winnipeg was second in the NHL in goals save above expectation. Mm -hmm. Like let's think about it per game. Like Eric Comrie was second in the NHL in goal save above expectation per game. And then he starts the year, a loss to the Florida Panthers, but then a win in Edmonton and a win in Calgary. And I think that at 28, now healthy, could mm-hmm. easily come in and be the guy after training camp. If he showed that he has another level, which he had at the start of the season, and then he had the injury, and then it just went downward from there. So, so. Again, I think that you can make a case for every single one of those goalies, mm-hmm. right? If I was handicapping the race, I would say I have a 50% chance on Devin Levi being the guy and a, an equal 25 and 25 on Lukanen and Comrie being the guy on October 12th. That's how I would handicap the race. But at any moment, that obviously can change and can move around. So I think the downfall of Devin Levi, a lot of people are going to say he's just freshly out of college. He's 21 years old. 
He's never done it at, at the NHL level for a long period of time. Yeah, he did seven games last year, but that's not really to be, um, you know, put so much weight into it. So mm -hmm. I understand that. But then I went down like that rabbit hole of, you know, I read articles this morning, Duffer, from four years ago. You did? And five years ago of who's the, the bright young goaltender to emerge this year, right? And there was the Kevin Lankinen and the Kapukakinen and those type of guys. And you're like, well, they didn't really emerge as number one. They emerge as good NHL goaltenders, but mm -hmm. not number one. Mm -hmm. But then there's articles with Jake Ottinger. Mm -hmm. When he first came into the NHL, he was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought Jake Ottinger has so much talent. He will be a superstar. He is a superstar right now. He's that level goaltender. Jeremy Swayman. When he came into the league, he was 21 years old after a, a, a year in Maine where he won the Mike Richter Award. Well, he 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 performed at an unbelievable level. Mm -hmm. um, Spencer Knight was 20 years old. Now, Spencer Knight, there's been some off-ice, obviously, um, things that have held him back. Uh, but the guy performed in his first year at an mm -hmm. extremely high level. So is age just a number? Is is size maybe more because Jake Ottinger uh, and Jeremy Swayman are both 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", for Ottinger. So is that more the reason why Levi doesn't get his fair share? Because he's not, if Levi was 6'4", 6'5", would we say he's only 21 coming out of college? Or would we say, yes. oh, look at this stud? No, we would say that because it's true. And we deal in facts on this show. So we would always, I, I... would also say right now, a fact is, Levi's six foot and, and then <laughs> I honestly never think of, we had this discussion. I never think of his size. Just like I've never thought of how tall UC Saros is. I well, watch him, exactly. I watch there's him perform I, and I don't, I don't even care. And there's as many big goalies who've been bad in the history of time as small goalies. So that yeah. that's not, that's never going to be a thing for me. Now, this is interesting oh, and okay. it's, it's merely a reinforcement. The tweet that we got from, from Yekum. Um, so what Duffer is saying is it's a crapshoot when it comes to goalies. Well, yes, clearly and obviously. We we there's no better way to phrase that. And if everyone is still potentially unaware of that, then I don't know what they've been watching in the NHL for the last number of years. Let's go down the list again of goalies who switched teams. Okay. And at the end of last year and had some sort of an impact this year. Gustafson, he's 127th ranked when it comes to salary cap hit among goaltenders. Yes. Now this is cap hit potentially. Does it? This is this is players who were under contract. Some of them didn't end up actually playing in the NHL, so the numbers may seem odd. Um, he was also six in the NHL in goal save above expectation per game last year. Samsonov, 50th in cap hit. Okay, Samsonov was 13th in the NHL in goal save above expectations. Last Your boy year. Kevin Lankinen was 52nd in cap hit. He went in and actually oh. provided nice, stable backup he goal sending to UC Saros. In, he was 12th in goal save above expectation last he, year per he, game. He was 9-8 and eight on a team that came very close to making the yes. playoffs. Vanacek, big move in the offseason. He was 33rd yeah. in cap hit, which takes him technically outside of like number one status, right? He was thirty third in goal save above expectation. He didn't have that great of year, but he was thirty third. Thirty three games. And that yeah. was a big win. But if you're talking about that, go the next guy down on the list. The thirty fourth cap hit 
And I can't help but wonder whether more and more teams think that they missed on this window of opportunity. 40 wins from Alexander Georgiev as the 34th cap hit. Like, so you go from literally, eh, the Rangers have got to move off of Georgiev. Nobody's saying we never, it's not that there weren't people saying we could. The Rangers so it's obviously a a decision they could make, right? They had the guy. How many games had he played with the Rangers? He'd been given a little bit of runway, just like Gustafson had been given a little bit of runway with Ottawa. And, and then obviously he's walking into a great situation, a team that can score, although an injured and depleted team compared to the one that won the cup, but he still managed to win 40 games for the Colorado avalanche. 40 is like so elite. Oh yeah. When it comes to goaltending, there are so few 40 win goaltenders in the history of the game. This is an amazing accomplishment by Georgiev in his first year. Alex Lyon was 159th in goaltender cap hit. The Panthers don't make the playoffs without him. He goes nine, four, and one. Really small sample size. Ninth in goal save above expectation last year. And these are goalies that have played at least seven games. And why I'm saying seven games is because of Devin Levi. Right. So do you know where Levi ranked in goal save above expectations per game last year? I don't. I know that he ranked 11th in quality starts. Okay. And 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 that was at 71.4%, which, of course, that was measuring all 107 goaltenders who played last year, even yeah. a game. Levi was 11th. Anderson was 63rd. Lukanen was 70th. And Comrie was 83rd. Yeah. So in... Okay. So take your small Levi sample and try to project. And that's obviously what everybody's doing right now in the hopes that he can extend that seven game window window into what? 37 games in a first season. I don't know if it's 40, even if it's 40 games, Duffer, like you get 40 from him, you get 25 from UPL and 15 from Comrie. Right, you're carrying because three goalies again. What are you doing? Are you trying I'm to just saying the that <laughs> there's going to be always going to be situations where like the amount of teams that played four, five and six goalies last year was, was, was big. There was a ton of them. Most of them all used three at some point. So maybe it's less, maybe it's 40, 25, 10, whatever. Like I'm just saying, but, but Levi last year and going to your quality starts. I love the quality start stats, by the way, because for me, it's like a baseball pitcher, like Mm -hmm. get me quality starts, get on the mount. And I know that you're going to pitch five and over. You're going to give three or less. And that's the way it goes. For goalies, the stats uh, work differently, but it still works in the ranking them. So Levi last year, all goalies, there was 80. um, Let me get 82 goalies that played at least seven games last year. Mm -hmm. Levi ranked 14th in goal save above expectation per game. The guys around him. Shesterkin, Hellebuck 10th, Shesterkin 11th, Kevin Lankin in 12th, Ilya Samsonov 13th, Vasilevsky 15th, Georgiev 16th, Corpusello 17th. Like, he's in with number one goaltenders. Your Corpusello one's interesting, obviously, because uh, Ottawa hitched their ride to him, and yep. they obviously still believe that uh, despite the struggles from a wins and loss and sometimes goals against standpoint, that there's quality there. So 14 for Levi and a group of number one goaltenders and good number one goaltenders and number one goaltenders that made the playoffs, right? When you think of, of Hellebuck, Samsonov, Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, 
Um, Corpusalo, they all made the playoffs. They're all goalies that made the playoffs. Craig Anderson was 40th, okay, out of 82. UPL was 54th, and Comrie was uh, 72nd. So in the same grouping, you also know that with UPL and, and Anderson and Comrie brought to the team was 40th and worst. There's mm-hmm. it's, it's bottom half of the league, right, in their performance. And what Devin Levi brought to the team was a top 15 performance type goaltender. Now, is it going to be harder to do over 40, 45 games? Yeah, but he also did it in seven, pretty much game after game after game after game of high pressure situation. Mm-hmm. He was able to do that. Now, a goalie that I like to, to bring up now, because you brought up Vitek Vanacek, is Akira Schmidt, mm-hmm. who Akira Schmidt had a really, really solid season in the NHL and a really solid playoffs in the NHL. Now, he wasn't their number one goaltender. Well, he did in the first round. Then it kind of came down a little bit in the second round. But he's, he's, a, he's a young goaltender. Akira Schmidt is 23 years old this year. Right, he was twenty-two year old years old last year. He's mm-hmm. a young goaltender, same kind of age, same you know talent level that that Devin Levi could be at a different path. But Akira Schmid, if you tell me today, Akira Schmid is the number one goaltender in New Jersey, I'm saying I believe you. I believe mm-hmm. you that Akira Schmid could be the number one goaltender in New Jersey, and they can be good. Well, why not Devin Levi be the number one goaltender in Buffalo and the Sabers be good? Because both teams well- are built very much similar. But wouldn't Lukanen be more similar to Schmidt? No. Not based in on, my eyes. Well, no, but based on games played and how long they've been working their way up. No? Um, well, Akira Schmidt was only one year pro and then boom, trusted into that situation, right? So yeah. uh, Lukanen has had more pro years and has more development time in the AHL. And again, Akira Schmidt last year was eight in goal save above expectation per game. And I told you Vitek Vanacek was 33rd. So that's almost the same situation. Akira Schmidt and Devin Levi are a whole other level better mm-hmm. in goal save above expectation and their impact to the game than Vitek Vanacek, Craig Anderson, UPL, Eric Comrie. Schmidt's regular season games played total was? Nine. Uh, let me see here. 18 last year. Okay. And playoff total? Playoff total. I got to click on playoffs here, but mm-hmm. I believe it was um, eight, maybe it was nine in the okay. playoffs. Yes. Why did his numbers end up being in the playoffs? He was fifth in the league in uh, goal save above expectation. No, no. Year. Yeah. But just give me his goals against. Oh, I'm not looking at these traditional <laughs> numbers. I'm looking at moneypuck.com right now. And it's just, okay. Uh, well, here's another one because you knew I couldn't go through this discussion without it. They did beat the but, New York Rangers. Who? They, yeah, I know. They, they did I know. Schmidt was unbelievable. Schmidt was so unbelievable. Th- I know. I know. He was Imagine very, very, very good. Imagine if the Sabres bit. got through one round. Like, like, the New Jersey Devils beating the Rangers would be the mm-hmm. Sabres playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round and Devin Levi posting two shutouts and they win in seven and they move on. Like, yeah. would you take that now? We're, we're July 27. Would oh, you take that? Take it. It'd be the lead story still every day. (laughs) We talk about Uh, it for a whole summer. (laughs) Do the highlights. Um, No, the one, the one thing I would say, and this is more, you know, it's just so hard 
to place Eric Comrie in all of this because I just don't see a reality of him going down to Rochester. So if if that doesn't happen, then are they really carrying three goaltenders again? Or is there somehow, because of the total lack of quality remaining in free agent goaltenders, that somebody finds a need for Eric? Anyway, if you were to have told me last year going into this situation of goalies, you know, the goalie carousel of the offseason. I would have predicted that Eric Comrie would have had a bigger impact than Phoenix Copley. Okay. Yeah. Similar ages. Comrie's a touch younger. They both had a look at it in the NHL. In fact, Copley had a little longer run one year due to injury in Washington, and he got more runway. Copley ended up 111th in salary cap hit among goaltenders and posted a 24, six and three record. Yeah. This goes back to the idea that you never know what you're going to get. Well, there's a lot of factors that play in. There's always a lot of factors that play in. There are, but you can't deny that he was a big reason why LA stabilized and got as far as they did, even though they turned a blind eye to him. Once the playoffs began. Well, some would so, say that Devin Levi's performance at the end of the year was probably in 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 a way that the Sabres played better defensively, that they mm-hmm. had better urgency. It was down this stretch and they were shutting teams down better and it helped yeah. Devin Levi. I, mm-hmm. Some would say that. And I, I would be able to argue that because it was the truth. It was a fact. The Sabres did better defensively in the last 10 games of the season than they did in the first 72. And because it's the last note of this segment before we move on, one goaltender who changed teams in the offseason last year is now a Stanley Cup winner with a brand new deal. Aiden Hill went through the season as the 45th ranked cap hit among netminders. He went 16 and 7 with his new team, and then he joined them after round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs and is now a well deserved Stanley Cup champion. So, yes, goaltending remains completely unpredictable 22 game plans choose between the royal and the gold become a half season member today and you can receive access to exclusive events savings on box office prices the saber store and more visit sabers.com slash memberships to learn more marty is tabulating the results the commentary the agenda the desires of fans the anxiety or lack thereof within the organization (laughs) as to who will emerge as the number one goaltender. It's all ahead on Sabres Live. Stay with us. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.